0: and welcome to another episode of The Semi-Cast. My name's David Shack, and I'm joined, as always, with Anthony Murphy. How are you? How was your week?
1: Not bad. You remembered to introduce yourself this week.
0: I did. I've been going to radio school.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, it's where they...
1: Did you graduate? Did you get a scholarship or oh, something?
0: God, no. No, I didn't go to radio school. I've just... I should actually write a list of all the things I need to do, like say all the emails and the web addresses and all the things at the end, but it all just comes to me, and then sometimes it doesn't, and then sometimes I don't mm. even introduce myself. David Jack, Anthony loose. Murphy. That's me. Did I say semi-cast? We're here, we're live, this is going well. We're 11 mm. episodes in. This is getting to be quite the smooth process. I mean, not that this feels smooth at all.
2: Uh,
1: how are you? I'm okay. It's a little bit warm today, but we're looking to have some cold weather come in, which is my absolute favourite, so I'm looking forward to that next week.
0: We've got a, a little blob up pool out the back, which the kids yes, had been I saw. playing in. And they hadn't been in it for a week and a half. And the filter had been on. It came with a little filter thing. Not a huge filter. It does a couple of no. litres per hour or something. But that had been on, except I hadn't been really chlorinating it, which is yep. you know not really ideal for a large body of water that sits there in the backyard. And yep. I went to go out, because it was going to be hot the next day, I, w- I did go out and have a look at, uh the pool and to go to put some just a little bit of chlorine in it and you know clean out the filter and do all that stuff i opened up the filter and there were little things moving around in there and i thought well nope that's Mm. the end of the pool for the summer so we really we drained that sucker out yeah oh yeah it had some mosquito larvae swimming in the filter and in the pool and there were lots of them
1: wouldn't you just dump a shitload of chlorine in there well you could do that
0: but once the kids have seen that there are little creepy crawlies in the pool their desire to go in the pool with really? said creepy crawlies drops.
1: I had a pool at that age, and we didn't care. We just wanted dad to clean it, uh, really? so we could go in. Yeah,
0: I think it would have been okay if it was green, but just not have the little things right. that move in there. So we got rid of yeah. it. I've been, I emptied it out, slashed a bit of a, a hole in the side of it with a knife close to the drain, and I, that worked out well.
1: Really, you didn't deflate it and uh, nah. and keep it for next year?
0: Nah, it's not an expensive pool. Let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I thought about getting one too, but because of the way my slab's constructed, if water gets underneath the slab, it's big time trouble. So, oh right, okay. Uh, I haven't quite figured that that little puzzle out yet. <laughs> put it on how the I grass. do that safely. Well, it is. Well, that's the problem. If it gets on the grass, it'll it'll just roll towards the house. I need to regrade oh, my block so that okay. it rolls towards the towards the neighbor's house.
0: Yeah, of course. Screw them to the back. Do you have neighbors on both sides? Yep. Okay, so there's not even a clear way.
1: You can- well, I see the neighbors all around me have just concreted everything, so I'll be I'll be putting water underneath concrete, which is generally bad, regardless of how I do it.
0: As long as you're looking out for your own house, I think that's fine. I think yeah, and just aim the rest of the water to the stormwater, and that's fine.
1: Yeah, well, we don't really have a drain at the back of our house, so I yeah, I'd probably have to put something like that in first. Yeah, Get a bit of ag pipe just leading out into the street <laughs> to yeah. the stormwater.
0: Just dig a trench. Get yourself a bobcat. Yep. And is it the bobcats that dig the trenches, or is it an- another? I think so. Piece of machinery named after a wild animal.
1: You can get a dingo digger, but I'm not sure that has a f- trench attachment on it. Can you
0: do like a robot wars type fight? A bobcat versus a dingo. Who who do you reckon
1: probably win? Uh, look, it'll be a bobcat because it's bigger.
0: Is the uh, dingo appreciatively appreciatively uh, faster?
1: um no not really yeah i saw an interesting thing about robot wars during the week did you see that video of that guy who was beaten by a team of little kids and he just walked off camera no and so it was made out to make him look like you know this is a type of guy that walks off camera when he's beaten by kids but yeah yeah at at the last minute all the other people in his team voted for a change that he didn't want to make and he's been trying to win robot wars for like 18 years or something oh no and he got to the last round and lost because of this change that he, the other people in his team made.
0: So, he just looked like a dick because he was whinging about mm. something else. Yep. Oh, well. He got beaten by some kids. Congratulations, kids. Don't whinge. No. Especially if you've been beaten by a kid because then you just look worse.
1: Wait till the cameras are off and then clip the kid over the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> just and set your- say, I didn't do it. I don't know what he's talking about. Set
0: your robots onto them just while, while yes. the cameras are off. Chase the kids around.
1: That would be a fun episode of Robot Wars if one guy loses and the announcer says, oh, well, you lost. And he goes, did I? And then all these drones just come down, <laughs> like razors on them or something like that. Could you have a drone or in guns. Robot Wars?
0: Is there a mandate that it has to be a land-based no, robot?
1: I think, I think they have to be on the ground. A drone with there's a, a whole, there, on there, it? There's a whole bunch of rules uh, about them, apparently. Some of them are because of Jamie Hyneman. Oh, right.
0: Or um, Grant Imahara. Yeah. So, you can't have a drone with a magnet and then just a, a steel drone with a fire in it. And then you, your drone can <laughs> fly over, pick up the other robot, and drop it in the fire. It's done. That's my robot. Yeah. All fair. and even need to do that. Was.
1: Just drop it so that it lands on its back. And I think you win at that point.
0: Yeah. Just go up really, really high. Drop it over. They, the they had table. to write
1: some rules because people were just making wedge-shaped robots that would just slide underneath other robots. Oh, and flip right. them over.
0: It was, it was a race to see who could make the thinnest wedge. Or the robot that has the lowest space underneath
1: it. Yeah, something like that. So you can't just
0: have a car battery that's driving around that electrocutes all the other robots.
1: No.
2: (laughs) I reckon I could come up with some good ideas for a robot.
1: You probably could. A lot of these other ideas have already been tried, though, or been ruled out by people that actually have engineering degrees.
0: Oh, okay. Damn. Just like eight flamethrowers that are in like a gas tank in the middle. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be
1: yeah, Yeah, I think. The flamethrower robots don't usually work well, they have to be heavily armoured, otherwise something will just come up and pierce the tank and then your robot's gone.
0: Make a spectacle though.
1: Not sure that's the aim. okay. I think you have to win.
0: Oh, no, that's not how I win. No. You just If I can't win, I just take everyone
1: else out. If you can't win, nobody else should. Exactly. It's not good enough that I win, others must fail.
0: Yeah. So how was the week? Apart from robots, I didn't do much, it was just really Zelda and my- Yeah. It all come to a head today. I, yep. I yeah I kind of I was playing handheld on the Switch, just sitting in the office right in front of a TV. So, I could have very well plugged it right into the TV. Mm. The dock was right there. The controller was right I've there. I've done that too. But I was sitting there for a little bit of time playing on that. And then I just, uh, I looked up and I was like, nope, I've got a headache. and I need some Panadol and I need a lie down. So, I decided that as an, an adult, I had a little bit of a nap in... The afternoon. And it was good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I had it all on a nap. Daddy's got to sleep.
1: Because he's been playing too much Zelda and probably has eye strain from looking at the screen. <laughs> My
0: mum was right all those years ago. <laughs> you should yeah. probably not play that much. Otherwise, you might get a headache.
1: Mm. So, have we transitioned into what we've been playing at this point?
0: Not really. We can do whatever we
1: want. Not really. This is our podcast. We can. Yep. Now, it's about classic cars. <laughs> awesome.
0: Uh, I have been watching- because I saw an episode of- uh, So, my kids have been watching Top Gear and, and they're going backwards, weirdly. So, they're watching it on Netflix and they've been watching the latest episodes on Netflix and then they're slowly going backwards in seasons. So Richard which is,
1: Hammond's teeth are getting darker, are they? Yeah, I know. <laughs> which
0: is kind of confusing to me because the other day they had Hugh Jackman on being interviewed for mm. the Wolverine film. And I thought, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to see an interview and like a clip about Logan. And then they showed- a shot of the previous Wolverine film, and it took me a while to go, hang on a second, that's not what I was seeing recently. It's like, oh no, they've been going backwards and they've actually just synced up releases of films, so now it's just all confusing to me. But they had the guy who played Jesse Pinkman on-
1: Aaron Paul.
0: Yes. And he was going around the track in the reasonably priced car, and he was out there pimping the latest Need for Speed film. And I was like, I've watched a couple of those, but I can't remember any of them. So I've been- Watching Need for Speed Mm. then. I saw the first one, which I think I saw when we went to Warnable once. And it was on the Friday night when we got there and we were all sitting around tired. And I remember watching the Need for Speed there. And then I've just finished Need for Speed 2, which is nowhere near as good. And I'm not sure Mm. whether it's just the Blu-ray version that I've got. But it feels like- You know how you can get films that are filmed and then, you know- 24 frames a second, and they've got that really beautiful cinematic quality to them. This one, and I'm not sure whether it's just the conversion that I've got, but it just feels like a direct-to-TV video. It's just got that slightly high resolution, maybe a higher frame rate, and everything's just a little bit too crisp, which Mm. gives it a... It slightly looks like they're about to break into porn any second.
1: Lovely the old 60 FPS... Yeah, um, yeah.
0: it's just that combined with the, this, the bad acting and just mm. all that stuff. Yeah, I'm just expecting, hey, I'm here to lay some pipe. And no, yep. there's no, there's been none of that. It's just been cars. There's no pipe. You get no. to the
1: end of the movie and the pipe
0: remains unlaid. Just cans of NOS in mm. the back seats of cars <laughs> and bad CG whenever they hit the NOS. There you go. I think classic NOS cars. works like that. Because there were some classic cars in that, some Dodgers and some Mustangs and things.
1: What did you think of Logan? Because I know you went to see it because of a traffic jam.
0: I did. There was a horrendous traffic jam. Uh, I can't think it was Wednesday night, I want to say. Wednesday or Thursday. And it was horrible because a lady died and there was a five-car pile up and a truck. But independently, my mother and my wife both called and said, you should either leave now or go find something to do and just not drive home because it's going to be six-hour drive home. So, I took that to heart and I drove to the cinema and I watched Logan and I had some dinner, which was good. And then I drove home and I got home at about 11 o'clock.
1: But Logan was good. Sounds it- like a relaxing evening.
0: It was. It was <laughs> actually quite fun. I hadn't been to the movies in a while by myself. Mm. And that was kind of fun just sitting there. I did all the, you know, I, I got myself a chalk top and some popcorn and a beer. Lashed out. Wow. Um, but, yeah, Logan was good. It's pretty bloody. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not. They've come a long way since the first X Men film, where it was all he
1: stabs people, but you don't really see anything. Yeah, hair. he swings his claws, and people fall over. People fall over, and, people fall
0: over. <laughs> and this yeah. and this is, and this has the correct reaction you would expect if someone had three knives on each hand mm. and slashed at someone. The the correct amount of um, devastation happens, and the correct amount of blood comes out.
1: Mm. I didn't mind it. It was good. I you know there were some parts that I like. Do we want to get into Logan spoilers? Is Logan spoiler cast now?
0: Sure, Logan spoiler cast.
1: When they met up with that family who invited them to dinner. Yeah, yeah. So straight away went, they're they're all dead now. Yeah, they're (laughs) going to die. It's just a matter of when. I really enjoyed uh, Alzheimer's riddled Professor X. Yeah, he
0: was really good. Like, Mm. being able to let him go and uh, allow him to be a little bit more theatrical and, Mm. you know- not be the upstanding Professor X. That was really good to see.
1: Yeah. yeah. Is that that a comic book storyline or is that something they've written themselves? I haven't read
0: X-Men for a while, so I'm not sure. It could have been. Okay. Uh, I know that the little girl, I can't remember her name, but in the comics she's referred to as, I think it's X-23. Yeah, it seems to ring a bell. She's in the comics. She's also, incidentally, in Marvel vs. Capcom 3.
1: Yeah, she's also showed up in, um, what's that? Diablo, Stupid Diablo Clone, Um, Marvel Heroes 2016. I think it's called Marvel Heroes 2017. They relaunch it every year to to get rid of bad Steam reviews. (laughs) Yeah, and
0: to just add in extra people from the cinematic universe.
1: Yeah. Well, they they do that every movie that comes out, I think. Mm. If anything, Disney would be quite happy with them.
0: They haven't taken into heart my suggestion for them because they popped up a little window and said, how could we make this game better? And I thought that what I would actually pay for in the DLC for that game would be uh, voice packs voiced by the actors from the cinematic universe.
1: And that sounds expensive. Yeah. But that's
0: what I want. No, no, Don't give right. me another slight variation of a Spider-Man costume. Give me- I want to I want to have Robert Downey Jr. doing Tony Stark. Mm. But they haven't done that yet. At least I don't think so. I haven't been back for the 2016, 2017. There was that weird, weird Buffy
1: game on the first Xbox that had like 99% of the original cast. I had that and played it. Was it was all yeah, right. I had it and I, I traded it in and now I regret it. That was actually not a bad game. Yeah. The the Collective developed that one. They made some good games back in the Xbox.
0: Need to delve back into the original Xbox. I know that there mm. were a couple of games I really did like in back then.
1: I'm just seeing if no, they're out of business now.
0: Oh, well. No more Buffy games? or No more of that Buffy game? Well, there were two
1: Buffy games. There was Buffy the Vampire Slayer that was by the Collective and then there was Buffy Chaos Bleeds that was by somebody else that wasn't quite as good that one. Oh, okay.
0: So, yeah, Logan was good. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm not sure whether it was just because I was sitting in a theatre rather than sitting in traffic, but I actually appreciated the film. I did like the very end, what happened at the very end. I'm not sure whether we can spoil the very end, even though it's not. Yeah. Let's just leave mm. it. But I, I did like- If if you've seen that film and just the last little scene and the last little twist they do to the scene, was kind of cool.
1: Yeah. You, yeah. You didn't kind like it? Made me, roll, made me roll my eyes a little bit, though. Yeah. Really? This is what we're doing now? It's a comic. You have to understand. It's still a comic. Yeah. yeah. yeah actually, yeah, probably. I, I wasn't. L- like, the other ones, maybe the other ones haven't been that as good as I thought they were then. Uh, <laughs> like, all, a- all of the other Marvel movies. Oh, this is Fox, isn't it? Or Not sure. Sony?
0: Days of Future Past was all right. Was it
1: Days of Future yeah, Past? Yeah, I didn't mind Days of Future Past.
0: But then the next one wasn't that great. And then- That was
1: the Apocalypse one?
0: Yeah. and, and then- I actually haven't seen that one. And then the last Wolverine film wasn't that great.
1: But this one was all right. Mm. Quick uh, reporting in, most of the cast of Buffy did their voices in the first video game, except for Sarah Michelle Gellar. <sighs> it's always the
0: main, It's always the one you want is never the one in mm. there. Yes. Now, was that in Logan? Let's back to Logan for a sec. And I was meant to look it up because I was 100% sure. Actually, I was 99% sure because I had to look it up. Was that Stephen Merchant as the- Yes. Yes. I thought he's- Voice was familiar.
1: Yep. He sounded like Wheatley out of Portal Two. Yes. Or Stephen Merchant in many Ricky Gervais T V series. I think
0: I think that's where I had kind of heard that voice. I was mm. like, hang on a second, I had to close my eyes for a second. Go, where do I know that voice? Where do I know that voice? And then I looked back. I was expecting
1: go, him to say Carl Pilkington has a head like a fucking orange, but
0: <laughs> Yeah. But you know, that was actually a nice little bit of casting. Was he in the last one?
1: Yeah. Uh well, I haven't seen the last one, so yeah, I, ne- I don't know.
0: Neither have I. I haven't actually seen many of the Wolverine films. The I fell off
1: the X-Men sort of train quite early on. I think I maybe saw the first two and then saw Days of Future Past. And then I, I didn't see any of the... Soul. I've, like I've seen... What's the one where Wolverine goes to Japan? Um, is it called X-Men Origins Wolverine? Is that it? Or is that the one that's got the stupid Deadpool thing in it?
0: I haven't seen... Yeah, oh, Yeah, no. I've only seen the stupid Deadpool thing on YouTube, so I haven't actually watched yeah. the whole film for that one.
1: Yeah, like- I reckon I've collectively seen some of those movies just by catching like 15 minutes here and there as I've been on TV, and I've just kind of seen the whole movie.
0: Yeah, it's like The Sound of Music for me. I I don't think- Actually, I think I have eventually seen The Whole Sound of Music, but it wasn't that long ago that I was watching The Sound of Music, because it's such a- It's a really long film, and it's not really, mm. you know, super action-y. I, I do enjoy it occasionally, but- I watched it and then I looked at my wife and I said, Where? this movie's got Nazis in it. What the hell? And she's mm. like, yeah, it's always had Nazis in it. And apparently I, I had always just fallen asleep before the Nazi bit of every single time I watched The Sound of Music. Mm. So, spoilers, Sound of Music has Nazis in it. Yep. If you didn't know, one of the classic Nazi films of its genre.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> right up there with Indiana Jones.
0: <laughs> yeah. That film I knew had Nazis in it. Uh, but no, no, I've actually kind of fallen off superhero films as well, to a certain extent. I mean, having, I mean, I used to go and see all of them, but now there are just way too many. I still haven't yeah, seen Doctor Strange yet.
1: Doctor Strange is really good.
0: Yeah, I've, I keep hearing that it's really good, but I've just- The opportunity to see it hasn't really popped up. Mm. But I wouldn't mind. I saw the trailer and it had some kind of MC Escher shit going on with all the Bendy, yeah. bendy yeah. worlds.
1: If you've seen the trailer, you've seen you've seen the MC Escher shit. Okay. And is there all more the whole, like, MC Escher Pretty shit? much all of it. There's a little bit here and there, but it's it's sort of not really focused on that. It's more focused on Doctor Strange coming around to the fact that it's not like he's a he's a hotshot surgeon and everything is about him. And then all of a sudden after his accident, it's not about him at all. And it's about him sort of accepting that and accepting his new role and sort of not looking for a cure for his condition and sort of accepting that that he's a he's a sorcerer now and this is what he does. And
0: Bernadette Cumberbatch was a good casting? Benedict? Yeah. Did yeah, I he was say, really good. he Whatever, you, Benedict. you
1: said Bernadette Cumberbatch, I think. <laughs> that's his sister. Was she in it? Right. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, he was good. He does an American accent throughout the movie, which kind of threw me when he first spoke, but uh, he's, an, he's an actor, I guess.
0: Well, that's always been the thing with Hugh Laurie when he was in house. If you'd ever mm. seen him in Blackadder and all of his English yeah. stuff- and then you I hear, love showing him,
1: house fans black Blackadder. Yeah,
0: and, but then for me, it was the opposite way. You know, you saw him and you go, he's doing it. He's American. He's actually, he sounds really good. And then yeah. you show an American, yeah, all that stuff. And it's like, what? He's English. Like, He's very English. <laughs> he's, mm. he's quite English. He's got a blues album um, out. Oh, Actually, I think really? two blues albums out. Yeah, I've actually got one of them on vinyl. He's actually quite good. He's got a big band. He plays piano and he plays guitar a little bit. I've also got the Steve Martin Country bluegrass album that he does. And Steve Martin is an awesome uh, what are those things? Banjo player.
1: Yes, he did. He does tours and things like that. Oh yeah, he's well into that now. Well, you know, he's probably financially independent at this point.
0: I would say so. But he's always played mm. banjo ever yep. since he was. He's Steve Martin. He can do whatever he wants. I was going to say, do you think anyone has ever had the rap name MC Escher?
1: Probably. Probably they've gone on to not do very well, and someone else has claimed it.
0: It seems to be the perfect rap name if you were rapping about just things that didn't make sense. You could you could almost say anything.
1: Probably you, your raps would have to kind of flow into one another, but look like they're going to go in another direction. Yeah, I'm gonna look mm.
0: that up, but not now. So what have you been playing?
1: Uh, well, Zelda. What have we trained what have Zelda? We, <laughs> we've all been, lots of train Zelda. Um, you know what is bad about, like, this happened, I put in the notes for our show that I got the first fairy phantom while on the train and ah, I kind of struggled yeah. struggled to hold the <laughs> switch so that no one could see what I was doing. The fairy fountains are uh, awesome.
0: If you haven't seen yeah. them, play that game and watch the fairy fountains. They're- and I never
1: found another one. And then I found another one on Friday when I was on the train again. <laughs>
0: I hear so, there are four. I thought there were three. Four. No, but I right. hear there, were, there are four.
1: Okay. They're pretty yeah, so funny. I guess that means I've found half of them. I never mark anything though, so I kind of lose a lot of things. I got all of the the towers. Yep. Yeah, and I expected something and it just messaged message said you've got all the towers. Yeah,
0: yeah, they don't really I saw actually online the gift you get when you get all of the little seeds. Cocoa. Oh, yeah.
1: Cocoa. Isn't there like 200 of them?
0: Yeah, if right. If you get them all, you get this weird gift that's a little bit underwhelming, but it's funny. Okay. Um, but you know, um, I've got all the towers. At the moment, and I've got I don't know forty six of the shrines. I'm just enjoying yeah, walking around getting a the lot, shrines a lot
1: more than me. Yeah, that's what I do. Is I tag shrines and I at least visit them to make sure they appear on my map.
0: Yeah, I've got a system now where I tag shrines as stars. I tag those little seed dudes if I can't. Like I found one where you have to shoot arrows to get yeah. it, and I didn't have any arrows, so I mark them as little leaves because they've got leaves as faces.
1: I should go. Const- Completely start doing that. I've just been doing the actual waypoints rather than stamps, and
0: then I mark any other, like any treasure chests that I see but I can't quite get yet. I mark them as the little gems. Actually, no, I I, I mark them as the treasure chest. I I use the gems for something else, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah, something fancy.
1: Okay, but you still um, enjoying it? Yeah, yeah. No, that's. <laughs> I worry that when I finish it, I'll I'll suddenly realize the switch isn't as good <laughs> as um as we originally thought because I mean it's only as good as the games that are on it and yeah. And at the moment... N- Nintendo needs to get some stuff out. Like, I wouldn't mind Spelunky on there, actually. If, yeah, that'd be If fun. I could play Spelunky on the train, that would be nice.
0: I hear the demo to Splatoon is coming out next month,
1: April sometime. Yeah. It's still not really my sort of game. No? Not no.
0: A, not a first-person paint-shooting thing?
1: Well, it's a kind of an arena-based game, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's like a deathmatch type thing, but without the death. Yeah. Yeah, well, match.
1: it's a team-based deathmatch. Yes. Have you
0: seen the ad for splatoon the official nintendo ad for splatoon no
1: is it is it sexually suggestive in ways that the marketing team didn't think of before they put it out
0: no it looks as if it came out of the 90s or it was the 90s definition of cool there's one group and they're playing basketball i think i think this is what it is there's one group and Mm. they're playing basketball on a basketball court and then another group shows up and it's like a standoff between these two groups. And then you think something bad's going to happen. But then they sit down and they battle it out in Splatoon on the ground. Uh, and with li- in tablet mode, they're really pushing the tablet mode <laughs> on that. So, if you're ever on a basketball court and another group shows up to challenge you, it's all right. Chances are, they're just going to want to challenge yeah. you in Splatoon. So, make sure you bring your switches yeah. when you play basketball.
1: Or they're going to tell you to seek out a place called Kamataj if you want to do a, a Doctor Strange reference. <laughs> right.
0: It's cool in the way that Sonic the Hedgehog was cool in the nineties.
1: That's all I'm going to say. Is, is Sonic the Hedgehog cool? Or- <laughs> He's
0: not now, but in the you know in the nineties he was the, kind of the anti Mario. In ah, you know, he had a hat that was backwards and he had sneakers. It was cool. Does man. he have
1: a hat? I know he has sneakers.
0: No, he didn't have a hat in the game, but in the marketing he would wear a backwards baseball cap and he'd be and hardcore. I would
1: say that that we do what Nintendo.
0: Hey, you should have been part of the nineties marketing team.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, do you have any horses so, in Zelda? Yeah, I got one where you were there. Oh,
0: that's right. You've got Epona. Do you? Yeah, actually- Sorry. I have. An- I have another one. What I meant to say was, do you use horses in Zelda? Not at all. I don't use horses at all in because
1: I generally have to jump off something quite a lot or climb something. I'm generally climbing then- a mountain. Yeah, horses
0: don't like climbing a mountain. I found they don't like yes. even just trying to jump off a mountain. They no. tend to say, "Hey, wait a second. There's a better way around." Yes. So yeah, I haven't. I mean, I've got a couple of horses. There is apparently a giant horse which I want to get, which has yep. like infinite stamina and infinite strength and all that kind of stuff. But I still don't think I'll use it. Yeah, because it's too easy just to bounce around between shrines and towers and climb yes, mountains
1: and then jump off them.
0: I managed to find enough shrines that I've got the full climbing kit of gear. So that really oh, helps. Okay. If you ever find those, you can climb pretty fast then.
1: Yeah, I have no idea where all the all the climbing gear is. So. <laughs>
0: I had for the longest time. I had the armor, which allowed you to f- to climb faster, and that was quite helpful because it allows you to climb faster, mm. and also your stamina goes down slower while you're climbing. But now I've got. No, yeah, it sounds good. But now I've got the headpiece and the boots, which it would have been good easy.
1: if I had that before I had did all these towers.
0: No, it does absolutely, and you should also do. Some one Some of them, them
1: were really hard.
0: Yeah. Also, I did one of the bosses, which give you something that makes some of the towers easier as well.
1: I've done one boss. I did the elephant. Oh yeah. And that's as far as I've, like I said, oh, I should probably do something about this main quest thing rather than running around. Yeah. Just checking things out.
0: The bird one has something that's pretty cool that I've used quite a bit.
1: Well, that's good. Um, yep. All right. Well, I might do that one next. Yeah.
0: I'm still not entirely sure also if I should be selling my ore. I just kind of keep my ore and when I need money, I go, uh, all right, I'm, I'll sell it. You go,
1: I'm going to sell all of, all of my amber in that tip and yeah. all of my moblin teeth.
0: Um, I'm not sure about Moblin, too. I think they're actually useful later on
1: for Are crafting. Because, like, you got a stack of them. Who knows?
0: I'll go, oh, look, I've got six rubies. I'll sell one of those and a sapphire and a... I'm trying to keep some around. because so I'm just not sure mm. if I'll end up needing them. I've only still got the one diamond. I hear that they're useful later on.
1: Yeah, I haven't really sort of, uh, I guess, paid that much attention to that sort of stuff. I mean, I've had the the fairy people... I guess, uh, upgrade some of my stuff, but that's
0: about it. Yeah, yeah. Have you collected fairies?
1: Uh, One or two, yeah. Yeah. The one thing that sort of I found weird was after using your Amiibo, I decided I wanted uh, Amiibos. Yep. So I went around looking for them, and I couldn't find any that were any cheaper than like $21. So I kind of fell out of it at that point and decided it was too expensive just for something that might add a little bit to the game.
0: It depends on the Amiibos you get. I think Big W and Target have them for 15 bucks.
1: Right. I went to Target and they had Amiibos, but they didn't have any pricing information on the stand. So, I had no idea how much any of them cost.
0: Oh, you have to use the little scanny thing that's around. I somewhere. went around
1: looking for a scanny thing and there's there were none to be found. Oh, well. they're lost. Mm. I went to Kmart and they had no console stuff at all. Wow. Okay. I have no idea what's going on there Where the Kmart in Greensboro has just fallen out of the console okay, market. Okay.
0: I know JB mm. Hi-Fi are a little bit expensive for Amiibos. They're a couple mm. bucks more than everyone else. But um, the yeah. Zelda Breath of the Wild ones, the big Amiibos, they're a little bit more expensive. They were probably the $21 ones you're looking at. Yeah, fair enough. But on the uh, Amiibo use in Zelda, I found out something quite interesting, that you can't just scan all of your Amiibos and not pick up the stuff in between the Amiibos. Because I've got, you know, maybe six or eight. And I yeah. thought, you know, rather than having to scan an Amiibo, walk over, pick up the stuff, then scan the next one and walk up, pick up. Because I actually found that if you scan, so I've got a Mario and I've got a Donkey Kong. Yeah. And if you scan those, you get a couple of pieces of meat and this and that. So, I thought, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the, my Pro Controller. I'm going to hit the Amiibo button. I'll scan my Zelda and I'm, then I'll scan my Link. And then I walked over to my shelf and I, I wasn't even watching the screen and I was just hitting the Amiibo button, listening for the sound, scanning the Mario, putting in backs and then going through and scanning all the other ones. And yep. then I went back to the screen and all the cool stuff that I got from the Zelda and Link had despawned because there was obviously too many things on screen. Yes. And so then I'd I'd actually lost it for that day. Mm. So make sure you pick up your amiibo's you doings.
1: Sort of. N- Nintendo don't like you being greedy. Apparently not. No.
0: Although the system's just not powerful enough to handle that many pieces of meat on the screen at the same time.
1: Yes, probably. Because the bad thing is N- they Nintendo don't don't like your meat.
0: Because the bad thing is there were a bunch of chests that I missed out on. So hopefully I'll try and scan them again tonight and see if I get them. Yep. Uh, Okay. Oh, and actually, I'm I'm actually liking the, just a couple of little cool things that they don't need to be there, but they are there. There was a time where I found a chest, but I wasn't wearing any armor. I was just- Naked. Nude Link-
1: wandering around
0: Mm. for a particular reason, which you'll find probably later in the game. Yeah. But I found a chest. And you know how if he's not straight on a chest-
1: I think I know where this is going. He kicks the chest. Mm. He
0: kicked the chest and then went, ah, because he had no shoes on. And I thought- Stupid Link. That was a cute little thing.
1: Yeah. Just, yeah, there's the game's full of things like it's almost like um like when you talk about games like Deus Ex and Thief, they use the term immersive sim a lot because things behave in the world the way they should. Yeah. And to me, Zelda this Zelda is a lot more of an immersive sim because when you do something, things react the way you expect them to react. Yeah. Um,
0: although I haven't seen I've seen a lot of talk about like emergent gameplay elements in the combat with just the mocoblins and the goblins yeah. you know fighting those camps but i haven't really seen it for myself i've seen a lot of people talking about you know there's heaps of different ways of taking on a a, yeah. a camp but i just i just kind of approach it and i go well there's a fire there and there's a couple of exploding barrels which I can shoot, but other than that, there's, I haven't really seen anything amazing happen in those battles.
1: So what I've taken to doing in battles where the people are too high high from level for me, I'll run up to them and place a bomb and blow them off the edge of a cliff, and then they'll fall to their death.
0: Okay, that's interesting. My for try something uh, like
1: that. Some people use the magnetic thing to grab weapons out of their hands. I haven't even done that yet. Yep. Uh, Oh,
0: I found something I was going to tell you about. Uh, You know how you were saying that with the guardians, uh, that you Mm. can't tell the difference between deactivated guardians and guardians who are just asleep? Yes. If you run around with stasis on, the deactivated ones are grey and the ones that are just asleep pop up yellow.
1: So, does that mean you can do th- You can stasis them and do I, things to them? Yeah, or? you
0: can definitely. You can stasis guardians even when they're attacking you. Uh, it, actually, I think oh, you okay. might need to have the upgraded stasis. But I right. was fighting a guardian, and like you were saying, I was fighting it ne- near the edge of a cliff, so I stasised a guardian and then whacked it, and then it flew off the edge of a cliff.
1: Right, okay. Well, yeah, that sounds good because so those things are hard.
0: Yes, so there are ways around that. And I also found that the use of the deactivated... Uh, guardians in amongst all the other Guardians is so that you can hide behind them so that you don't get shot by
1: the, yeah.
0: the other Guardians.
1: Well, I've been farming two of them for parts. I just walk I know which way they face and I walk up behind them and just hit them until they die and then pick up their stuff Oh cool. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So have you been playing anything else? How's your? Um, you still playing through Torment?
1: I am still playing through Torment slowly because <laughs> it keeps throwing quests at me The bastard! Um, How dare it do I that am- thing it's good at I am out of the Sagus Cliffs, which is the sort of the starting city, and I'm into the Valley of Dead Heroes, which is, uh, I guess, the second area. The the way the game's supposed to go, I think, is that Sagus Cliffs is like a third and the valley's a third, and there's another thing that's a third. Yeah, there's some real messed up stuff in there. Um, they kind of lean on themselves fairly hev- heavily because there's these... So an example is um, the guards of Sagus Cliff are these things called the levees, and I may have spoken about the levees before, but... Yeah. They're kind of like people, but what happens if you're a citizen of Sagescliff, you give up a year of your life, like you, you step into a machine, like kind of, do you remember the Superman machine in the, was it the third Superman movie where he got his powers sucked out of him and he stepped into that glass Yeah, yeah, thing? yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, So they just suck a year out of you and they create a person out of that that goes around and enforces sort of the order of law for one one year. Oh, okay. But, and so that's sort of fairly interesting in and of itself, but. They then rope it into quests, like there's this guy who's being followed by a levy, and it's the levy that he that he gave a year of his life for, and if you talk to the levy, it's it's not supposed to remember everything, anything, but it remembers things okay, that, that this wow. guy has has supposedly done. And then it gets into this whole thing about the guy didn't actually do anything, and the levy is remembering something that was supposed to happen in the year where this guy was was alive, and so then it gets to the point of, you know, this thing's alive, doing, and it- it needs, like, it needs psychiatric help at, at that point. Do we just, like, because the people that run this thing are saying, oh, it's a defective one. We're just going to turn it back into goo. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then there was another quest where there's this thing, this machine under the city that's holding a woman in stasis until a cure can be found. But the people who are trying to find the cure are long gone. And the machine sort of starting to reach out to other people and try to turn them in. That was what this machine was supposed to do. It finds candidates and turns them into this woman as a way of sort of curing her Oh wow. and then it'll kill the original once it's done okay and one woman figured out what was uh, happening to her and so she went to the levies and just kept donating years over and over and over again and that's how she managed to uh, to, to upbeat it she just burned right through her teenage years and and, oh. and and her 20s so this thing can't actually touch her so to speak but the levies that it produced were all messed up and yeah, so it's a pretty awesome storytelling in there.
0: So you are enjoying the story?
1: Yeah, I think I'm about a third through. And so, yeah, there's some pretty confronting stuff in there, but it's, it's all, all very interesting. It's, it's made me want to run a Numenera <laughs> campaign. Okay,
0: awesome. Because um, it does sound like it does try to do a bunch of just, just different things that um, different TV shows mm. have done with multiple
1: people. There's, um, what was yeah.
0: the TV show with Anthony Hopkins in it? Starts with W West
1: Westworld Westworld with- Yeah, that was a movie before it was a TV oh, show. Oh, right.
0: Okay, with the robots who yep. who shouldn't have memories but do have memories. Yes, there's a lot of really interesting. And It seems like it brings all that together in a really cool way.
1: They're talking about what they're going to do post release at the moment. And they're in a bit of trouble. Not not Westworld. Torment mm. um, because they promised a bunch of stretch goal stuff and then never got around to actually delivering. Oh, it. really? So- there- yeah, we should see
0: Is there much missing? How they go.
1: Uh, there's a couple of companions and one or two areas, so it's not insignificant, but yeah. you know, once I backed the game I just stopped paying attention and said I'll I'll play it when it's out. So I d didn't I, I missed all of this and it's the way I tend to treat every Kickstarter campaign is I don't I don't go in and buy extra stuff, I don't follow the campaign. I might read one or two updates. I might jump in every now and then if I've got access to a beta, but I largely leave it until the game's out.
0: The way I approach it is a very similar way that, you know, I put my money in for like, you know, a, a lowish level. I might get a T-shirt if the T-shirt looks cool. And yep. then three years later, something will show up in the mail and I'll go, what the hell this? Did I buy anything? And it'll be a T-shirt from a Kickstarter that finally is funded. And, and so I just assume, which is probably the right way of going about it, that any money I put into a Kickstarter is just gone. And maybe I might see it. I don't ever go, I'm going to put in, you know, a couple of hundred bucks and I'm going to mm. get really upset if I don't see this. It's like, yeah, this is interesting. I'll I'll give you some money. Let's see what you do with it. Yep. And thankfully, yeah. I haven't been a part of anything that I haven't got yet.
1: I did Clang, obviously. Oh, um, yeah, back yeah. I backed a VR game that was almost immediately refunded because the creator said, look, I I don't think I can get this done. Yep. <laughs> so, At least they, they just refunded. immediately refunded.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would have just backed um, it and then forgot about it. And then eight years later, someone yeah, would well, go, oh, yeah, wasn't was in that game? Yeah.
1: So I'm still, yeah, really into it. I'm just trying to burn through it as quick, quickly as possible so that I can do this spoiler cast. But um, it keeps throwing en- engaging content in front of me. Oh, terrible. Boss. I yeah.
0: just can't just half-ass it and get it all done fast.
1: Yeah. Well, lastly, day. I guess, uh, my wife and Chris and I got together and played Age of Empires 2 HD Edition last night. Oh, okay. Three of us versus a team of computers on, th- you know, three computers versus three people. Yep. How'd we you got go? We absol- absolutely hammered. Oh, okay. Do you think you will <laughs> uh, go so back then for a second go? At- yeah, we did, actually. Oh, I right, wasn't okay. willing on- you, you know me. I don't like to go back for a second nope. go, but if, Amy If, if, if you have a bad experience, it's like, nope, yeah. I'm out. I've had enough. Amy wanted to go back, so we went back and we decided three people against two computers. We and? still got still got caned. Not as badly <laughs> as the first. Like, Chris died real quick. But then we managed to hold on because the AI wasn't attacking me because I was further away. So I just turned my city into a place that just makes troops and just moved them into Amy's city that was getting hammered. And we, we fought back and we yeah. pushed one of the AIs to the brink. But then after that, yeah, we we decided that the game had been going for two hours at that point And we... We we couldn't manage to get a, a sort of a sort of an upper hand, so to speak.
0: So, what's your experience with Age of Empires in general in the, the series? Oh, it's
1: a f- it's a fun game. Well, I don't really I don't have a history with it. Yeah, because I so know you've HD played a bunch of those
0: the... type of games that you've yeah, done a lot of. Yeah. Um, what was the the weird one where you could Dawn of War, uh, Dawn of War, and but a lot of those kind of history games as well.
1: Oh, okay. yeah yeah, Age of Empires kind of. Historically relevant, but it's kind of more of a backdrop rather than a main. Okay. A main thing you're thinking of Crusader Kings two. And I think Vic, I was thinking Vic, of Crusader Vic, Vic, Kings two, which was and, a little bit deeper.
0: Yeah. Sounds like oh yeah yeah
1: yeah. You you can't push children off battlements in Age of Empires.
0: Oh, one star game. Yeah, yeah one, one star. <laughs>
1: Well, it's in letting off steam this week, so we'll soon find out how many stars. All right.
0: How many kids you can push off battlements.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm probably going to stick with that. I've found some websites about how you sort of build to um, to succeed in Age of Empires and what you should be focusing on. So I'm going to give that a bit more of a go and see if I can't get any better. Okay. The problem I have with, this, with these games is if I do that, there's no guarantee that Chris or Amy will do that. So we might just end up losing anyway.
0: Well, at least you'll- have the ability to know what you're doing, I suppose. Because the only game yeah. that I I mean, I've played a few of those. I'm not it's not really my style of game, but the only one I really got into was Sins of a Soul of Empire Rebellion. Mm. And I really enjoyed the space version of that and kind of taking over planets and building things for, you know, having to get certain amount of research facilities and all those kind of things to get to the next level. I yeah. actually I, I, I did really enjoy that. But just never I mean i played uh, civilization a little bit, but, you know. Dawn of War. Dawn of War. I always got beaten in Dawn of War. Cameron always um, beat me in Dawn of War.
1: <laughs> you should try to play Solaris then. It's somewhat similar to Sins of a Solar Empire. Okay.
0: I might have to check it out. Mm. So, that's it for you. week. How about
1: you? Yep. What have you been playing?
0: Um, Zelda.
1: Apart from Zelda.
0: That's been pretty much the majority of the thing uh, on- Friday Night Fights this week. It did um, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, which was good. Oh, spending yes. a little bit of time. And that's a really good-looking game. I still really like watching that game move and watching the visuals. It's crazy. And I was worried yeah. that my capture on my stream was going to just going to freak out because there were so many colors. And uh, I think the stream went okay, but my recording, I had a bit of issues with the recording. It recorded really low res, so I right. might have another, an, another Friday with that to just try and get a good capture. I've worked out some... Some better settings, so
1: yeah, our continual OBS nightmare.
0: Yeah, I've tried out a bunch of things, and so I've yep. found a setting that's a not stuttery, but still really, really good looking. Because I'm yep. now, capturing. if you want to do
1: this, do this properly, you need all sorts of gear that we don't have. that we're <laughs> trying yeah. to do it on one computer.
0: Yeah, yeah. I did get my Elgato eventually after. Oh, good. ScorpTech finally said no 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 we can't get that in so i said so well can you give me my money back so i can go somewhere who can get it in and look and it look it wasn't their fault it was elgato's supply i think but i found mm. that jb hi-fi had one so i grabbed it the hd60s so it does yeah you've got two so it does well i've got yours yeah mm. so so uh it does the live capture so i can play it and basically it's there's no latency between the capture and and the game which the other one was having that was yep. good. And I did, uh, ha- oh, yeah, I played a bunch of Disc Jam, which is the ah. uh, wind jammers like I think we've spoken about it before. It's it's not like wind jammers is a side-to-side, left-to-right, Frisbee-based sport game. And this yes. is the same, but it's uh, forward and backwards. So you look over the shoulder and you play that. And I'm playing that a little bit because that was, I was playing the demo for a while and then the demo finished and I was all sad. And then it came out on playstation plus so it's one of the free games for this month on playstation plus which was cool mm. it's a nice way of launching on the, it. I think on, the it.
1: on the week that it came out yeah yeah so yeah, they're okay.
0: actually i think they're just trying to get a lot of people playing it because i think this game is going to live or die by what the online community is like and if you know it's a yeah. if it's a 30 untested game and nobody knows about it it's not going to get that many people playing it but um it's a really good um people should seek it out and the games are fast there is uh, a lot of depth to it. Like it's, it's not just catching and throwing that you you can do. Um, lobs, and if you stand where a lob's going to land for a particular time, you actually build up a meter. And if you get a, to- a, mm. a full meter in that sense, you'll actually when you throw it, you'll you'll do a special, and then you can do special returns and things. I've had a generally a good online experience. There's only been a couple of matches which have been a little bit laggy, but I found that when they are laggy, it's just completely unplayable because it's such a fast backwards and forwards game that if your disc stutters and it's suddenly on your side of the it was on your opponent's side and then it stutters and it's on your side there's no way of returning it because it comes and you have to slide into like there's a slide button so you will slide and catch it and there's just no chance if it stutters a little bit
1: it'd be like playing squash with lag or racquetball or something like that
0: yeah yeah absolutely Um, So, there's that and um, there's a couple of the moves, I think, a couple of the more advanced moves have a really small window of opportunity to execute. Mm -hmm. I was finding, going through the training, I was finding that there was super return. So, if someone does a super and you're standing in the right spot and you hit return, the second you catch it, you can do a super back. But I was finding that to actually execute the move, you have to hit throw- just before you catch it so even before the disc had reached me i had to hit the, the button to throw back and then that would actually ex- execute the move because every time i hit it as i caught it it would say it was too late i, I just find a couple of the windows are a little bit tight but i don't know yeah. maybe that's just my skill but i don't know it's still a yeah, fun game get,
1: we are both getting old
0: potentially uh, but that's pretty much all i've been playing zelda and disc jam
1: you fell off the uh, neo bandwagon
0: uh i need to go back to neo and I need to go back to Horizon Zero Dawn. I tried a little bit of Horizon, but I think because it's a lot of climbing mountains and shooting arrows, the same as Zelda, that uh, ah. in, in my brain it's not translating. It's still it's still a really good game. And I read an article that was comparing Horizon Zero Dawn and Zelda, I think somewhat unfairly. It was talking about yeah. how Horizon Zero Dawn is the perfect illustration of the past of open worlds and Zelda is the future of open worlds. And I don't think it's as Mm. simple and clear cut as that. Like Horizon Zero Dawn going after a very particular thing and they do it really, really well. Like It's a beautiful game. It's got a great feel. The hunting in that is really, really fun. It's not as, it doesn't have that much emergent gameplay stuff that, that Zelda has, but Zelda's got its own thing going on. Zelda's not as good as Horizon Zero Dawn in other ways. And they're just completely different games to me, even though that the subject yep. matter is really similar. And that's what I'm kind of currently... That's why I'm not playing Horizon Zero Dawn, just because of the subject matter. Mountains and arrows are a little bit confusing in my brain. But I don't think that they're comparable beyond that. I don't think that now all games should be like Zelda, all open world games should be like Zelda.
1: Because No, going- well, you have to sort of be, be careful there. You don't want an army of clones. Yeah.
0: Like, Zelda does a certain thing within its lore that allows exploration plus these quirky characters plus these puzzle-based shrines that almost have nothing to do with the outside. Like, you go into a shrine and you have to solve these weird puzzles. There's no relationship to those, to the to the wider story, really. Yeah. But I think it gets a license to do those things because it's built up over the course of many, many, many years that it does have all these different elements. And Zelda's been a really good series- and I know that it's copped a bit of flack for the past couple of games have just been not as good, and that they're they're going by a little bit of a formula, and they've struggled to find their area. But I think what they've done really well is that they've reinvented themselves, even just visually. Like the Wind Waker was an amazing game, but it was completely different than the earlier Zeldas, and it was mm. also and, and then Twilight Princess was completely different to that. So it hasn't stuck to a particular style, and that's been its benefit. I'm not sure how I would take another Zelda game built around the same way that Breath of the Wild is.
2: Yeah.
1: The last thing you want is for people to be calling something the past and the future yeah. of something because then, you know, it's locked in <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Um, although when we talk about Mass Effect and Andromeda later, I may use those very words <laughs> to describe something. So Okay.
0: Well, yeah. Well, I mean, the only time that I would ever use that would be if anyone has ever watched the MTV Awards from 1991 on that same mm. bill was... Poison, the band, the Big Eighties hair metal mm. band. Yes. And Nirvana. And that was known as being the point where Poison were having all these internal issues and they were breaking up and they were arguing on stage and Nirvana was just where music was going. So it was really obvious that there was this kind of changing of guard in there. But that's not video games. That's just no. something that interests me. So yeah, uh Breath of the Wild um is good, Disc Jam's good, mm. Horizon Zero Dawn's good, Neo's good. There's a whole bunch of really amazing things out. Yeah. And now I just
1: need to be able to afford all of it. Yeah.
0: Well, there's also um, Nia Automatica.
1: Yeah. Automata. Automata.
0: I knew I was going to say that Mm. wrong, but there's that. There's Resident Evil. There's a whole bunch of things out that I haven't played. I almost bought this week For Honor because that was on sale on the PlayStation store. Mm. But I was like, no, I'm doing Zelda at the moment. That can wait.
1: Yeah. There you go. Got more than enough to play. I wouldn't mind seeing more titles for the Switch, though. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. basically it, really. it be interesting to see what comes out in the next couple of months, because it, it's,
0: mm. it's getting to the point it does need something now. I don't even know how many hours I'm into Zelda, but I've got three of the four Guardians, but I probably won't go straight to, to Ganon right after they're done. Yeah. I'll still- You've obviously been playing this,
1: playing this a lot more than me, even though I haven't enforced three hours a day of Zelda. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever got a headache from it and they had to take it no. all and have a lie down?
1: No. Well, there you go. No. All right. Well, that's. I got a headache from Age of Empires last night, but that's probably only because of Chris. But
0: <laughs> uh, Fair enough. All right. We're going to move on to the news. Mm. We're going to start with Drew Scanlon, ex Giant Bomb from San Francisco. Mm. He's launched a new little venture. So he left Giant Bomb after eight years of being part of the team, being one of the personalities that Giant Bomb have. And he's launched a new game-slash-travel documentary video game series called Cloth Map. And he's yeah. uh, funding it through Patreon, as seems to be the way that people are getting their own things up.
1: At Wildly the successful through Patreon.
0: Oh, yeah. He had a, a goal of twenty grand, and he got that after four days. So, congratulations to Drew Scanlon. Mm. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does. I mean, his yeah. videos from Iceland he's- and his travel log of North Korea- and all those places he's been have been really good. And yep. he's quite a good personality. He has interests outside of games. He's learning how to fly a plane and doing all this weird mm. weird shit. So he should be a good one to see the lenses to, to see the world through.
1: Yeah. The funniest thing I probably ever saw in regards to that was he was playing some kind of diving game with Patrick Klepic when he worked at Giant Bomb. Yep. And they found a sort of a crashed plane, like an old World War II plane, that's like covered in sand and moss and all that sort of stuff. And Patrick says, oh, look, we found a plane. And Drew says, yeah, that's a Mitsubishi Zero. <laughs> it's like half submerged and covered in moss. You can still identify what plane it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's funny the way, mm. you know, you have likes outside of video games. And mm. but then when video games touch on those topics, you can kind of appreciate them on a deeper level, especially if they've done all the research themselves.
1: Yes. Which is because good. Because maybe my wife and I should be playing Farming Simulator. Should be maybe some- she would be angry at me because I'd just be doing circle work out in the field with the combine harvest. <laughs> <laughs> you can grow some that corn quickly and see if they yes. and
0: see if their corn modeling is correct.
1: Yeah, although before we grew corn, we didn't know how corn worked. So <laughs> yeah, well there you go. We are, we are we are not the best at that.
0: <laughs> all right, so that was some great video game news that happened this week, mm-hmm. and uh, then we're going to move on to some shit video game news. Yeah, because I'm actually really upset about all this bullshit that's happened this week as well. Jim Sterling, as is the want of video game reviewers, he has done a review of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And you hmm. look, we've talked about Zelda Breath of the Wild, the good and the bad. It's not a perfect game. It's a really, no. really good game. It's a really beautiful world to be in, but it's got its issues. It's got its problems. You it can does. see it came from the development of a Wii U title, just the way the inventory is done. And it's, there are hassles in the game. And he gave the game a 7 out of 10 Which
1: Mm -hmm. is, you know... Well, it's fine regardless because it's his opinion. Exactly right.
0: It's exactly Mm. right. And he had his site this week, Denial of Service, attacked because he gave Zelda Breath of the Wild a 7 out of 10. And Mm. therefore, uh, all the little scumbags, I'm going to call them, because I don't want to call them gamers and I don't want to call them video game players because they're not part of the video game community as far as I'm concerned, because that score was dropping the Metacritic score from 98 to 97... They were getting all pissy and upset. I mean, I didn't and, think people liked
1: Metacritic anyway.
0: Well, people don't like Metacritic, no. But, you know, some people just get super obsessive. I just, I can't understand what would bring someone to get that upset over a review score that one person. Jim Sterling didn't like this game. No, no, you should have liked this game because of these reasons. And I'm going to get so upset about it that I'm going to cause your site to go down.
1: Did anyone actually come out and claim responsibility for it? Or
0: I don't think any one group claimed responsibility
1: for it yet. Right, so we we don't know that the, the DDoS is because of the Zelda Breath of the Wild
0: stuff. Then I don't think the one group has said it, but I think there were a lot of people defending it.
1: All I'm saying is that Jim Jim Sterling has some pretty like divisive views at time, and he releases some like I'm a fan of Jim Sterling, and I watch the Jimquisition every week, and I I think he's really funny. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was somebody else.
0: What right, and just using that as an excuse to denial of service? Well, no,
1: or just denial of servicing him because of the. Like, was Digital Homicide was the, was the one that, that went over it? I wouldn't be surprised if it was them. So, Jim Sterling makes makes enemies, you know, for good reasons or for bad reasons. He's got a particular point unless, of view. Unless someone's come out and said, hey, we did this denial of service attack because you gave Legend of Zelda. A 7 out of 10, which is dumb. I mean, why would you? Like, at that point, it almost has to be has to be an adult doing it because, like, a, a dumb kid like I was at that age is not going to have the, the wares and means to buy a denial of service attack.
0: You'd have to think that if some group on a forum somewhere that's big enough, they can organise something.
1: Yeah, although, although if it's made of little kids, they're not going to have credit cards and things like that. No, it just seems to be weirdly timed. hmm well, he just got out of a bunch of stuff with the digital homicide thing as well. There was a court case and that that was finally settled and, yeah. you know, thing, things like that. I don't think it went well for the digital homicide people to the point where Valve called them and said, you're not allowed to sell games on Steam anymore.
0: He seems to attract his fair share of scumbag attention. Yeah. Some people are thinking that his review is unfairly negative, but I... I read it and I didn't think it was. I think all of his points are kind of valid. And yeah, the, I mean,
1: even if it is, it's his review. He can say whatever he wants. Exactly.
0: You know, and that's the the beauty of having many different reviewers. You find mm. a reviewer that you like or that has seems to have the same taste as you, and that's and then you follow their reviews. That's the whole point of the review system. A review shouldn't be one standard review, and then that's the way all games are judged against. It's amazingly there are different people playing video games and different people have different views. Video games is- If anything,
1: it, it points more that there's an issue with Metacritic and that you can't just aggregate a bunch of reviews and come out with an overall score for a, a game, movie or, or book as it's a little bit more complicated than that. Yeah. Actually, uh, it's it's a lot more complicated than that. Yeah,
0: but unfortunately, I think some people point to Metacritic and say, well, this Metacritic score on this was 98, therefore it is one of the best games of all time. And I don't think that's. I don't even think the Metacritic designed their system to do that. It's just I think the way people are viewing Metacritic's scores, it's just an overview of. Oh yeah, this this game's in the high nineties. That seems to be getting a a decent score. Maybe that's something I should yep. I should probably check out.
1: There's probably no difference in Metacritic between the ninety eight and the ninety seven.
0: No, absolutely, because it's an average, and you know averages work like that. Mm. So there's that. Some people. Got all pissy about review scores, and then also there's been Mass Effect harassment as Yay. well. Again, some. Um, so you, you've seen footage of Mass Effect Andromeda?
1: I have now seen some footage. I it was on a media blackout, but I decided I wanted to see just how bad the animation was, and it was pretty bad.
0: It's pretty bad. Would you say mm. it's worse than regular Mass Effect animation? Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: So it's just- having recently replayed a portion of Mass Effect 1, yeah, it's it's, it's actually worse.
0: Yeah, because I was interested in getting your thoughts because you had been playing it recently, and it's yeah. been a while since I've seen dodgy Mass Effect animations. Um, mm. But especially considering its like surrounding games that have been coming out have been having really good... Like Horizon Zero Dawn's amazing. Mm. It's Look, it's a different game. Horizon Zero Dawn does full mocap on on their facial animations. I believe Mass Effect, yeah. for some reason, I mean, it's probably because of the quantity of the animation they've it's done hand...
1: A lot of characters.
0: Yeah, they've done hand-tooled animation on mm. the faces, which is, in this day and age, is the way they potentially had to do it for budget. I mean, yeah, games are huge things. At some point, there's got to be a business decision made, and whether that business decision was good for the end product or bad for the end product is... What we're here to talk about, but yep. no individual is responsible for any of that. I've worked in the creative industry and I've seen firsthand decisions made that were completely out of my hands that would impact the way that my job would end up in the end. Yeah, had nothing to do with my quality of work, but my but the output of my quality of work suffered because I didn't have the resources, the time, or the money to produce what I had to produce.
1: Yeah, or there were similar things in uh, IT all the time. So it's just a fact
0: of big business. And whether they should have put more money into the animation or should have given the animation more time, they probably should have because the animation, to me, looks pretty bad. Even, and it's not just facial animation. I've seen some pretty bad um, character movement anim- animations
1: and things mm. as well. But, you know, it's not worth- A lot of Ministry of Silly Walks.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, some of the lead, one of the supposed lead animators on mass effect has been copying harassment online on twitter and death threats again from fucking scumbags who give video games a bad name mm. and it's just i can't get to the point in where i can even understand why you would take that next step and contact one of the animators directly and issue a death threat because it's
1: no because there's zero resistance to that now is that it? it's easier just typing it and clicking tweet yeah. There is no point at which you, like, if it was, like, the good old days of video games in the 80s, you would have to look up the address of the company, find out who did it, write a letter, send the letter through. So there's a lot more points at which you can say, you know, this is far too much work for me to yeah. to be a scumbag. I'm going to go and be a scumbag to someone in person instead. Or but somewhere on a
0: BBS when no one's going to say it.
1: Yeah. And it's also that that, like, groups of them get together and so there's a feedback loop. One thing I noticed about the Nintendo Switch Reddit is that it's a big feedback loop at the moment, is that people are posting things that are barely related to the Switch, but they just want to talk about the Switch that badly. Yeah, but, yeah. Because
0: um, there's no actual uh, games yeah. out for it. So they have to talk about well,
1: something. Well, no, it's just just that they just sort of want to feel like being a being a part of it. So mm. it, it's just a feedback loop. You're surrounded by people who think the same thing you do, and anyone who has a, a dissenting view is banned, so... It just goes around and around and around. It's not even just games, politics and yeah. religion and all that sort of stuff. It's sort of all all the same. It's just people. People man.
0: Fuck people. Mm. People give people a bad name.
1: But still don't send death threats on Twitter. One of the biggest reservations I had about putting our stuff on the internet is, is that what if that happens to us? I'd actually
0: like to add a just something in addition to that. Just don't send death threats. Yeah. In general. Not just going to specify it on Twitter. Just don't send death threats.
1: Be
2: nice. Mm.
0: If you don't like it, voice that opinion in a way that EA or Bioware or whoever you're targeting it against will listen, but don't do it in a childish way. There are different ways to voice opinions, some that might even get heard. So don't voice it in a way that's going to get dismissed because you're being a dick about it.
1: I personally will be making a video when the game comes out about it. I have no idea whether it's good or bad at the moment. I'm, I'm not hopeful considering Effect 3 and Dragon Age Inquisition but, you know, who knows? i will give it, give it a go and see what it's like.
0: Exactly right. You know, I can understand that, you know, people are spending hundred bucks on a game and that they're upset that it's probably not up to the quality that they expected but, I Alina, mean, you know, a lot of that's through people who've who've pre-ordered things and don't fucking pre-order things. There's no reason at the moment, unless you want physical copy of a limited edition, whatever, the game's going to be there when it launches. It's all digital now. You can get a digital copy of the game. It's not, it's not a hassle. You can get it on day one. There's no need to pre-order it. Like wait and see all these things come out first and then, and then make your decision. Don't just pre-order it two years in advance because they've announced a name for a game mm. because you don't know anything about it.
1: There's someone who's pre-ordered before and who's bought Clickers editions before. Oh, just, just, just don't bother. You'll throw half of that stuff out, and yeah, you may end up with one box for a game you really like that you keep. But
0: anyway, don't be scumbags. Scumbags. No, a bit less scumbaggy. All yes. right. Well, that's the depressing part of the week.
1: Oh no! It's still more to go. <laughs> oh, really?
0: I thought you were going to bring us home yeah. with something amazing, something fun. No.
1: Well, it is kind of amazing. Outlast Two has been refused classification in Australia for sexual violence.
0: Of course, it has. Mm. We've got an R rating for games now, right? I'm pretty sure we do. Mm-hmm. Do we know what R rating means? Obviously,
2: not we the same do. thing.
1: And but the and the means. devil the devil is in the details. And at the time, we got an r rating. The R18 reading was written up in such a way that it could not include sexual violence.
0: Right, okay. But So,
1: yeah, I've read a description of the scene and it sounds pretty out there. I've got the first Outlast. I haven't finished it. It's a horror game. Yep. So is I'll the R finish rating it at for, some stage.
0: So, is the R rating for games different than the R rating for movies? Because I've seen some movies uh, that are a lot worse than this, just pure horror-related yeah, videos. I hear that, that the R rating for games is slightly different. Probably because of its interactivity, people feel that video games are worse than movies. But I don't know. It's Just every time we think we're getting there, and that we can, as adults, have a video game that might be a little bit outside the norm, might be a mm. little bit Hotline Mammy too.
1: Yep, the, the game that uh, we're not allowed to talk about on Steam.
0: Yes, that game. <laughs> um, I don't think
1: they put they submitted that one for classification. No, so. I don't think
0: they did. Well, see, that's the thing. In the states, you can submit media to be purchased as unrated as in we didn't send this to be rated and look, you might not get that stocked in certain stores but that's your decision yeah so you might not get it stocked in a in a in a costco or one of those stores in the states and that's i think that should be a law that australia brings in i mean to me that makes sense because if Mm. i have something that i might think is a little bit out there i should be able to sell that as a piece of media, but maybe I don't want it stocked in Kmart or Big W or Target or any of the mainstream stores who have rules where that they only supply certain rating games, and that's completely fine, and I wouldn't ever argue with Target or Woolworths or anyone if they had... Yep. If, if Even if they said, we only stock games that are, are, are G-rated. And, you know, unfortunately, if your game's not a G-rated game, then you're not going to be stocked. And then it's up to me to say, hey, I'm going to compromise on my game or not.
1: Yeah, well... Australia's a bit funny that way, is that when something goes bad or something's discovered, there's usually the first thing you usually hear is how can we stop this from happening again? Yeah, and, yeah. and I think that's the important distinction between Australia and and America is they don't always jump to looking for somebody to blame or something to to blame, and as a result, we, I guess we have a lot more, I guess censorship or um,
0: yeah, people get incredulous a lot quicker.
1: Yeah. It's starting to get worse. I'm not sure if it's getting worse or I'm just getting old. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, haven't f- I, don't- I haven't figured it out yet.
0: I'm not sure myself.
1: I have a quick news flash.
0: Is it good fun news? Is there cats? It kind of is. It's oh, weird. Amazing. Um,
1: Go. So, upon hearing that you weren't going to buy near Automata, I considered buying it so that we could put a video up. Yep. Uh, and the special edition, the main character has, like, she's got a mask on, like, she can't see. Yeah, she's got blindfold on. Like she a- fights blindfold yeah. Yeah, and so there's a character accessory called the Valve Character Accessory. She just has a big honking valve coming out of one of her- Well, where her eye would be, I guess. <laughs> I thought, that's that's freaking strange. Yeah. Good on your Nier for just being weird.
0: One of the joys I'm finding recently is that Japanese games are becoming popular again. Mm. There was a while there where they kind of went away, and I'm happy that crazy Japanese stuff is coming back.
1: Yeah, it would be good to see what Sweary puts out with his new studio. Yeah. High
0: hopes. Good that it's actually- the thing, Those things are getting a mainstream release and getting a little bit of money put behind them. Because, mm.
1: you know, we all there need- that's, There's some good news for the end of the news. Is <laughs> it Nier Automata's weird on, on Steam?
0: From what I've heard, I've heard that Near Automata is weird in general. Mm. All right. Well, that's yeah. good. It's good and fun. I'm going to have to look up that image. Maybe that image will be the show picture.
1: Yes. It's on the Steam store page. All right. I'll go check it out.
0: Alright, that's the news And now we're going to move on to the next segment Which is Letting off steam
1: Oh, thank God
2: Yeah! Woo! I picked
1: some long ones this week I'm dancing mm. You dancing? <laughs> uh, kind of, I'm sitting down so it's hard But I guess Grooving. I'm chair dancing
0: Alright, what do we got? What, what games are we looking at?
1: Uh, well, we started off with Age of Empires 2 HD Edition I've heard of that game yeah we just finished talking about it and I thought we should do a review on that. hopefully someone's written funny reviews and not just rubbish ones have they well they they do It's difficult like you think that games would have like like popular games or anime games would have decent funny reviews but so if you look for near automata it's just people making the same review over and over again right about the sexual attractiveness of the main character It's like I'm not looking for that joke I'm looking for something yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit more out there. So, with that in mind, I chose a positive review from Vinyl, 164.8 hours in Age of Empires 2. Yeah. When I was a child, I would play this game. Now I bought it a second time because I want to be a child again. This is a game that lets you make an empire that lasts through the ages. Also, when a friend of mine was telling me about this game when I was in the third grade, he thought it was called Agent Vampires. (laughs) A game that has nothing to do with agents or vampires. Anyway, good game if you have friends who also want to be kids again.
0: Agent Vampires would be an awesome game. It would. Undercover agents who are also vampires.
1: Actually, there might be something coming up about that before the end of the show. All right. Cool. So we got a negative review from Dawn Tinsley, 53.2 hours. Yeah. Uh, I do not understand this game. Why is it so popular? Its graphics look like they are from early 2000s. Starcraft 2 came out years ago and it still looks better than this game. I mean, come on. You also can't get to the modern age, which is dumb because bows and arrows are not as good as guns, in my opinion. Seems to be um, comprehensive. But, yeah, comprehensive, but but, but still, fifty three point two hours. Yeah, true. But you mm. know, so you know, they at least looked at the game and didn't um <laughs> and didn't like to say, "Well, that's it for me." Straight away, I like
0: it when there are, are reviews that are simultaneously comprehensive but shallow at the same time.
1: Yes. So, the next title I picked was Disc Jam, uh, which is one that you brought up. It's a positive review from Prizorgi, uh, who has 10.9 hours in the game. I don't think we're going to be seeing a lot of high numbers in this one. It hasn't been out that long. No. He says, it's a digital game, but there's a disc (laughs) mind-blowing.
0: There is. There are multiple discs. You can upgrade your disc to be different discs. Right, There is a um, a frisbee skin For your disc as well So you can, Dis- you can have Disney a blue should, frisbee Disney
1: should get on board And do a Tron themed level I mean That'd be pretty good actually And then if the disc hits the ground The ground vanishes And one of your people Falls out of the thing and dies That'd
0: work Because at the moment mm. The disc just explode and my, and my guy falls over There you go
1: So I got a negative review From a person called Delicious Butthurt Which I thought was apt Considering the review <laughs> Zero, 0.9 hours And their review is Nope no way to learn without going online and getting your teeth kicked in by people who forgot what their parents look like. A strong five out of ten, but it's no Rocket League. It's got a training mode. You can learn. Maybe they made this review before the training mode, or maybe they just didn't know. I don't know. I just like the fact that they're called Delicious Butthurt. And Delicious Butthurt's a pretty good name.
0: That's also mm. would, would be potentially a good game, Delicious yes. Butthurt. It's a cooking game where um, the chef keeps falling over and landing on <laughs> the uh, vegetables. <laughs>
1: Is that you're sure that's not uh, overcooked thats
0: no, that's undercooked
1: right so for the last one I picked a game that I've been looking at for a while but I haven't pulled the trigger on yet because it's multiplayer only yep uh, and it's a pirate theme game called Blackwake where you and all of your friends crew a pirate ship and you all have different jobs and it's first person and you have to fight another team that is presumably doing the same thing
0: there are a few games around that do things like that isn't it there's that Star mm. Trek um, bridge game, Bridge
1: sim- simulator. This is kind of more. It's sort of more your standard first-person shooter, right? Okay. Um, thing there is. Oh god, I forgot the name of it. It gets an update every other week on Steam. It's that airship game, Guns of Icarus. That's yes. it. And it's similar, yeah. is it? You, you, you have an airship. We played it once with Cameron. I think we failed terribly. That was it was kind of fun. Fell out of the air. Yeah, it was fun. We just needed to, I guess, learn how to play the game. You just need a good crew for that. Yeah, we are not a good crew. No. A good crew, so Crew, we have a positive not
0: the crew. I think it's the... I think it's the... <laughs> no.
1: difference. We have a positive review from a real Juan. Juan? Is that how you pronounce that name? Uh, I would say I Juan. Juan. Yep. A real Juan. That's one way 40, of saying it? It is one way. God. <laughs> 42.1 hours. Someone said he watched all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and was voted captain. He was overqualified. <laughs> And we have a negative review from Bullen, 3.1 hours. I only bought it to show how carelessly I can spend money.
0: Congratulations, you've succeeded.
1: It's <laughs> any- not even the game's fault, though. No, <laughs> not really. You-
0: I could do that for any game. I'm going to go review yeah. Zelda Breath of the Wild and, and put that exact review in. <laughs> I only bought it to I show doing how carelessly it, how I can spend money.
1: doing it right now with Nier Automata. <laughs> <laughs> even though I've heard that it's got mixed reviews on Steam or mixed performance issues, so...
0: So how is the port, do you know? So I've been uh, wondering whether I should get it on Steam or whether I should get it on PS4.
1: Oh, I think the PS4 is probably the better version at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have that console, so I'm going to get it on PC All right, see how it goes.
0: I'll get it on PS4 and we might do a...
1: Comparison. A comparison. A I was also looking, looking for copies of Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the original Xbox on eBay, and I have one up a commit to buy for $13 just yep. so... You know, I'm not, just not doing that until I can get into my cupboard after this podcast to make sure I own the game and have forgotten about it. Yeah, right.
0: I did that. I think I spoke about it earlier. I I did it for one of the um, Splinter Cell games, but yep. the game was 99 cents, but shipping was going to be eight bucks. I'm like, ah, yep. I was hoping to get a 99 cent game.
1: Yeah. Well, near Automata on Greenman Gaming is 49 Okay. I
0: wonder if there's a place like that. Can I get a PS4 key off them? Or
1: is no. it a Steam key only? Uh, you could probably get a PS4 key off Oz Game Shop. All right. Um, I was
0: looking at them because they had the complete box set of the Fast and the Furious films for quite cheap, <laughs> and I've only got a few of them. And I was like, oh, right, I could just get all of them, all the extended editions. That and and my review of that film would be: I only bought this to show how carelessly I can spend money. <laughs>
1: <'Cause> yes. <laughs> on on the Fast and the Furious films. Yes.
0: Or seven. The ones they with do not the have a,
1: they do not have keys for near or Tomata. They will say you a PS4 Day One Edition for sixty seven ninety nine or a limited edition PS4 for seventy nine ninety nine.
0: I'm just trying to go discless this time on the PS4. as, as I'm hard going as I can. in the
1: complete opposite direction. I do not trust any of the major console makers discless. All oh, right, okay. Oops. I fear um, putting my console away and having something happen to it while it's in storage. Uh, and then all those games just being gone.
0: Well, we'll see how we go. We'll see which one of us is made mm. the right choice.
1: <laughs> right.
0: The semi-cast 2025 where we go... Oh, David's going, oh, yeah.
2: no. All my games I, are
1: gone. I can't play Horizon Zero Dawn anymore. Damn it. Oh, well. Someone will come up with something by then. There'll be a way. Someone will have a way to play sort of that. Uh, all
0: right. Well, that's going to do it. Letting off Steam. We've let off a yep. bit of Steam. We've aided some people in letting off some Steam. Some positive and yes. negative Steam. Yes. Can you let off positive steam? I suppose you can.
1: Uh, yeah. If mm-hmm. it like drives a train or something. Cool.
0: One of the cars in Need for Speed Two, when it first showed up, the main guy he, when when he shows up in the second film, his car is venting steam out of the side of it whenever he stops. Yeah, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Looks and-
1: like kind kind of like the uh, De- Delorean, maybe.
0: Uh, no, it was a. It was like a. A Honda Civic, mm. if that was a DeLorean. Right, okay. I don't that would think be that would a lot
1: been. less funny. Yeah,
0: I think so. <laughs> All right, we're going to go on to fully informatic, which we're, yep. we're well sure that we didn't get everything that we incorrectly stated last week, although that something could be coming up in the emails which might give us some fully see I might move one of the emails into fully informatic this week to spread it out. But you go first for your vast knowledge of radio call signs.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I gave VKC as the prefix for uh, Victorian amateur radio operator call signs. Yeah. That's actually the cops, so oh. so don't don't use VKC. That's the police. Go and go and take the amateur radio operators exam, and you'll be assigned one. I looked it up. There's a bunch of them, so I'm not going to tell you which ones you can and can't get.
0: So let me get straight. So you probably failed the amateur radio test by just saying that it was VKC. That's an instant ha- fail? Yes,
1: yes. Yeah, I have not even attempted that test. <laughs> I've, I've wanted to, because it sounds awesome. You should do um, it. You
0: should do it and report back.
1: Yeah, it's a fair bit of study, I think.
0: Then we could do the semicast but- over um, CB radio.
1: Shortwave, yeah. Anyway. Then people in North Korea can listen to us.
0: Hey, that'll be our, our target market. Alright, Um, this is well, that's kind of it for full informatic, but we're going to go right into email. But the first email we're going to read... Is a correction. Ah. So we're still there. We're going to read an email from Monica. She says, Hi, David and Anthony. In episode six, when discussing the Telstra scammer, you mentioned E for Eugene as an example of the NATO phonetic alphabet. That was me who said that. Uh, This is a terrible example. Eugene sounds like it starts with a U, therefore defeating the phonetic purpose. Cub Scouts Mm. learn the phonetic alphabet, and it features in aviation language to identify aircraft. Do you know yep. it? Clearly, you've never watched the 80s Australian TV show, The Flying Doctors. Mike Sierra Foxtrot, this is Victor Charlie Charlie. Come in, please. Cheers, mm. Monica. No, I don't know the phonetic alphabet, the NATO phonetic alphabet. I know
1: alphabet. a bit, a little bit. All right. I would I would say that when we, you were saying Eugene, you are a whiskey off a November kilo echo Romeo.
0: Yeah, yes. Yeah, you're damn right <laughs> I was. Uh, what are the
1: what are what are the worst ones we can come up with in Eugene? I thought of uh P and phlegm.
0: Phlegm, yeah. yeah. Um tsunami would be a good one for yeah. the- <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's maybe even better than phlegm.
0: Um I don't even know. No, I was gonna say xylophone, but that starts with the
1: Xy uh, zi- X.
0: Well no, xylophone sounds like it starts yep. with an S. So there you go.
1: Or a Z? What yep.
0: about um there's silent Fs in things, aren't there?
1: Yep. Uh, probably. I was going to
0: say fjord. Yeah, that's that's not really kind of that close. actually
1: starts with starts with an F though. What,
0: what about one? As yeah, we mentioned earlier,
2: Wan.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Monica.
0: We could potentially make up the worst phonetic alphabet in the world. <laughs>
1: it's like a spy phonetic alphabet as they they decode it. They got no idea what the <laughs> what the message is.
0: Tsunami one Xylophone. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I think we may have ridden that ridden that horse into the stable. <laughs> yeah, knight.
0: You can do knight. You can do, um I don't know. It doesn't matter. Unfortunately.
1: If we had a thought about this, we would have gone and thought about words before the podcast rather than tried to make them up on the spot. So there you go. That's what you get with us is it's all live. Whiskey Tsunami
0: Fjord, Monica. Mm. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that in my head really fast. <laughs> I'm glad I whiskey got
1: tang- it. Whiskey Tango fox Foxtrot.
0: Yeah, Whiskey Tsunami Fjord right. in, the, in the- um semi phonetic cars, phonetic alphabet. Mm. Uh, so, I think we've just established. So, do you actually know the proper NATO alphabet? Part of it, but not all of it. How far can you go through? I'm going to uh, test not,
1: you. No, not very far because there are gaps at the start and the middle. All so. right.
0: So, I know Alpha, Beta, Charlie, Delta, Echo, Foxtrot, yep. Gorilla, maybe? Gorilla. No, I'm probably sure it's not Gorilla. Yep.
1: I don't know. H is a- hotel in India. Is it?
0: Yep. H
1: isn't. J is one. <laughs> J <J-J> is one. <laughs> anyway. All right. We're not
0: very good at this. All right. So there you go. Thanks, Monica. We obviously don't know. Thank you for correcting us. Um, I'm sure that there's plenty in there to correct us about for next time. Uh, then we're going to go on to an- another email. We've got another email from Belinda. And she says mm. Dear Semi Informatic, great podcast. My son wants to know. How Mario... I just want to point out, your son shouldn't be listening to this podcast.
1: Mm, No, not at all.
0: But if he hasn't and he still wants to know this question, that's fine. Uh, Yeah. DSM Informatic, great podcast. My son wants to know how Mario can shoot fire underwater. He has a point. Can you help me out with a rational answer? Or any answer will do.
1: Uh, Mm. I
0: don't know. He's a video game character. You don't know? He's special water, special fire. Maybe swimming in petrol.
1: <laughs> He's swimming in gasoline. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would that wouldn't work though because I'd imagine if you're un- underwater you, the fire triangle is uh, an accelerant, oxygen and an ignition source and you're missing the oxygen if you're underwater in a and you've got way too much tank.
0: accelerant which is also yeah. not conducive mm. to fire. Um, I would say
1: that Mario's fireballs are made out of magnesium which burns underwater.
0: Hey, there you go. So, he's got pockets full of magnesium.
1: <laughs> he's just carrying around. He, Instead of pocket sand, he's got pocket magnesium.
0: And his gloves have a flint in it, which he strikes yep. and throws. Yep.
1: That's pretty good. Why does he wear that a white That sounds uniform? rather involved. Like, because he because does- Because get- white reflects heat better than dark colours.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. I mean, yeah, that's why. That's exactly why. That's um, They've thought about that and-
1: <laughs> or, or, or because he's got aspirations to become a chef. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: A plumber chef. fix some pipe Mm. and make some cake there you go Belinda there is uh, obviously a a finely tuned answer that you can let your son know it's because he is uh, wearing white uniform that reflects heat the best and he's got pockets full of magnesium balls which he lights and throws underwater which your son should absolutely not try
1: no I had a bad experience with magnesium when I was a kid I had a chemistry set and it had a strip of magnesium in it I thought it would be fun to set it on fire which I did (laughs) <laughs> but then I decided I wanted to stamp it out. Oh. No, uh, just straight through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> magnesium doesn't care.
0: <laughs> What's the metal that if you do put it in water, it explodes?
1: Lithium? Li- is it? I think it's lithium. Yeah, okay. Or is it. Well, actually, there's. Well, it depends on what you count, class as a metal. Pure sodium. There's some awesome videos on YouTube. If they had excess pure sodium after World War One, they didn't know what to do with it. So there's roll it downhill into a, a lake, and that stuff. Like, pure sodium goes off when it hits yeah, water. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, because I do know that there is a metal that does explode when you drop it in water. Maybe it is.
1: That. It's lithium.
0: Okay. So d- so don't drop yeah. your batteries in water. yeah
1: the, the the description, well, that's the reason why they're all sort of self-contained. Modern lithium batteries are a lot safer than just the old lithium ones. But apparently you still apparently- shouldn't
0: have them on a plane. Or you st- no. You still shouldn't ship them on a plane. I think I got castigated by one of our friends who is a import-exporter for ordering a battery my camera online and it got shipped to me air freight. And he's like, You shouldn't do that. You
1: should never no, do that's, that's not your fault. No,
0: no, it's not my fault. But he was like, you, you should have bought it at a store and you should never do that. And I got into all sorts of trouble with him. But um, right. the reason is because if one of those batteries catches fire, it doesn't give a fuck what it's catching fire to. It will just keep on burning and will burn through the bottom of a plane. But then I was confused. I think
1: fi- fire is just generally like that, isn't it? So, it doesn't give a fuck what it Yeah, but I runs. think
0: lithium batteries, that they don't go out of their own accord. You need to
1: actually help I them. I imagine it would go out after the lithium ran out or the plane I crashed. Or-
0: but I was always weird because my, like, my phone's got a lithium battery in it and they let me take mm. it on the plane. Well, they don't take it off me. But I think because they're in the cabin, you will see if there is one on fire and it can be dealt with. But if it's shipped... It's not like it's in the cabin, just sitting next to somebody. It's it's in a box underneath the ship. What if it
1: what if it gets on fire on a boat and it's and the boat sinks? Yeah, I don't know. That's a
0: very good question. Who knows? Someone mm. email and find out. Maybe we can ask Cameron to
1: <laughs> email it to the podcast
0: and give us the full rundown about why we shouldn't be shipping lithium ion batteries. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. That's emails. Some perfect answers to some great questions. Thank you, people. Uh, releases of the week. What do we got? Mass Effect Andromeda's. Next week? This week coming yep. up?
1: Uh, who knows? I'm just waiting for my key to be emailed to me when that happens. I don't even know what the release date is. When that happens, I'll download the game and play it and put a video up. I'm just not hugely, hugely hopeful for it, but I will be fair and even-handed. I can just
0: anticipate this game just copping some major shit, and some of it mm. is probably going to be deserved animation-wise, but I just think that because there's been such a good run of great games, I think people are just looking for something bad to happen.
1: You should never do that. Patrick Klepek at Waypoint wrote an article about the the odd reaction around this oh, okay. effect. Yeah. And, it's probably got, and I read sort of various rebuttals to his argument. And there was one guy who raised some good points that I don't have on hand That's right fine. now. But it, it just came to the fact that, look, Bioware started out as, this is off the top of my head, just... So, we know it might be fully informatic next week. Bioware started out as a company that made games like Baldur's Gate and the first Mass Effect, which were considered, I guess, good RPGs. Yeah. Well, those
0: are true. Those are those are facts. So, we don't have to put those in yes. fully informatic.
1: Then they get bought by EA and there's sort of like a noticeable drop in quality. You've got Mass Effect 3's Stalker Shepard, who just picks up quests by overhearing people. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got weird. the reused, reused areas in Dragon Age. Yeah. And so then there's, of course, the ending to Mass Effect 3 and the redaction and the release of a different ending and yeah. sort of the ending just being three pars at the end of the game.
0: That that, that all sounds like big company making cuts to, make, to save some money mm. and then fixing it later, which I've seen in yeah. big companies happen. I can guarantee you the people releasing Mass Effect know that the animations are bad. They're not yeah. under any illusions that they have created perfect... Non uncanny valley animations.
1: Yeah, uh, I was, I actually I actually wasn't quite finished yet. But the um, the fact that the uh, the animations are funny means that they get shared to a larger variety of, of of people. If it was just something dumb that wasn't really funny at all, yeah, um, yeah. then then it w- would probably die, you know fizzle out. But because it looks really weird and because you can make memes out of it, then people sort of go on to push it. I guess further than it would if it was just just a stupid bug. And if you look at similar examples, so in Assassin's Creed, where the character's face would disappear, leaving just teeth and eyeballs floating in midair, that got shared around a whole lot because that that was absolutely absolutely hilarious. Yeah, have you seen the
0: screenshots um, this week of um, MLB 2017? The show, the no. um, the bad animation glitches. Like, yep. so there's a, a player who's whose face looks like it's created with short little stacks of wood. It's a nightmare. It would give you nightmares to look even look at these things. And one one mm. of them looks like it's just been scribbled, like there's someone's taken a pen and scribbled over the person's face. There are some yeah, bad facial... Probably, probably pushing that.
1: that game out quickly, I would imagine.
0: Uh, yeah, I was actually really looking forward to that because it had a uh, Ken Griffey Jr. retro uh, mode in it that, that, that oh, actually right. looked interesting in my first baseball game in a very, very long time. I was looking forward to... Potentially have a look Mm. at that, but it looks not good technically, but maybe hopefully those those are just a couple of glitches in the pre-release that they can get out before it gets live.
1: None of these things by themselves would cause a game to have a bad reaction prior to release, but the fact that it's Bioware and Dragon Age 2 and Mass Effect 3 and it's being published by EA, who have a long history going right back to the 90s of buying studios and ruining them. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that the thing that everyone's focusing on is something that's funny. Means that it gets spread faster than than something that's that's just just a weird quirk.
0: It's also weirdly that all the consoles nowadays are built to with with a button on them that you click and you can instantly share whatever you're looking at. And those buttons yeah. are just made for I'm going to share this funny glitch. No yeah. one's ever sharing. Hey, look at this cool thing I did. So hey, look, yeah. this person's clipped through a box in a funny way.
1: Yeah, there was a really funny one for Assassin's Creed Black Flag where the animation um, on the ship fucked up and it just like jumped underwater and then just slowly rose back out of the out of the water. And all the people on the deck just look were stuck in an animation like they were falling. It was <laughs> right. the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But that was the first time where That animation, that was everywhere because it was the first game to sort of feature that on the Xbox One. So, I was like, Xbox, record that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I saw a video during the week. My wife showed it to me, actually. And it's a video of a helicopter taking off from a helipad. And the rotations of the rotors synced up perfectly with the frame rate of the video. So, it actually looked like the helicopter was just floating off and that the rotors were still. Yeah, And that would have looked like a, a bug from a, a video game, but it was actually a real-life technical yep. glitch. It was kind of funny. My
1: wife and I have photos from our honeymoon when we went on a a, a propeller-based plane because she'd never been on it before. And yep. not only did the blades look like they were standing still, but it looked like the edges of them were kind of bending and melting backwards. Oh, wow. So, yeah, fun stuff.
0: Shit happens. Shit, Crazy yep. shit that you don't ever notice can now happen because we've got actually really good tech that can take photos and share Really, really quickly. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the releases of the week, I think. Well, I'm sure there's probably something else out soon coming up. Um, Splatoon demo is out next month. I might see if I can get that and have a look at that. Seems interesting. Uh, coming up on the site, by the time mm. you've listened to this, there should be a video on Disc Jam. So if you want to check that out, have a look at that. Um, what yeah. else we got coming up
1: I've, rec- I've recorded a, um, a play everything for one of my absolute favourite games which is Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines yeah still a really good game going back to it and yeah. playing through it awesome And um, that should be up I don't know sometime after this podcast yeah. is up
0: and Friday we've got another Friday Night Fights I'll probably do Marvel vs Capcom again because I want to get a good video of it and I had some fun playing it so it's always yeah, it's fun good. doing it again I still do play games have... that you enjoy playing yeah I still do have um, Def Jam, Vendetta, and Fight for New York, but I'm still trying to get the other Elgato working with the PlayStation console and syncing up mics and all that kind of stuff, which is proving to be a little bit difficult.
1: Yeah, you're you're, you're stepping into the world of what it's like to try to run a recording studio.
0: Yeah, it's fun. Uh, That's going to do it then, I think. Thank you for listening. Uh, It's been an interesting one. We had some fun. Look us up on Facebook uh, and on Twitter. Look up Semi-Informatic. If you want to email in to some emails, I almost forgot the emails. I should have mentioned it during the email segment. But it's semicast at semiinformatic.com. Mm-hmm. Uh my name's David Shack. I'm here, as always, with Anthony Murphy. And just remember that we love, you love, doing what you love. Thank you very much, everyone. We'll see you next week.
1: See you later.